Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace the Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Hi, everyone. It feels so good to be back with the podcast today back talking about Embrace the Musica. For anybody who follows our journey on social media or on the blog, you probably saw that my husband and I, we both tested positive for COVID-19 two weeks ago. So it's been 18 days now since we first started showing symptoms. And for those of you who have been listening to the podcast since I started this little project four months ago, you know that I have been so careful disinfecting groceries and literally living in quarantine for now over 100 days. The kids and I, we hadn't gone anywhere beyond on walks or runs around our neighborhood. My husband was still working over the last few months as he is a designer and he's had quite a few orders for face masks and bags among other COVID related projects. So our best guess is that he probably picked up the virus while he was out buying groceries or buying fabric for his projects. For those of you who are interested, I did keep a pretty detailed journal um, called Our COVID Diaries. I posted it on the blog, so you can find that at dominiquedines.com slash blog. And I've had a lot of people asking me questions about symptoms, about um, our cases. In our case, as I talk about on the blog, our case was very mild. We are very thankful for that, that they were mild cases. Yes, we had symptoms, but it started out literally, it felt like a cold. It started out with a sore throat. I almost didn't even count the first couple days when I was journaling, because I was like, this is nothing. This is just a sore throat. It's all in my head, you know, because in a In this time of a pandemic, any sort of like sore throat, headache, body ache, you immediately start freaking out, right? Because you're thinking, oh my gosh, do I have coronavirus? Like, did I get it somewhere? And that was the same thing for us. Like Walter and I were both sort of in denial when we realized, all right, this isn't normal. And so as I talk about on the blog, you can see how it developed, but it definitely started with sore throats for me. Um, headaches for Walter. And then I ended up developing a fever, which was, you know, a big indicator as I normally don't get fevers. Um, And anybody who is in Guadalajara, you know, it's been so hot. We finally just got our first rain last night, which felt wonderful, but it's been so hot. And something that was totally just out of the ordinary is that I remember it was Sunday, June, that would have been what, June 7th, that I woke up with a fever. And on that day, 
it was 90 degrees out, like 30 something degrees Celsius. It was super hot outside. And I remember I was freezing. Like I took a nap that day and I was covered in blankets, window closed, no fan, no AC, and I was freezing. Um, and that's when we realized that was on Sunday that I immediately told our nanny, I was like, you know what? We're not feeling well. Please don't come tomorrow. We'll let you know how things go. And then as you read the blog, you can see it just progressively got worse. Um, by Wednesday of that week, you know, we're trying to parent and trying to get out of bed. We kind of took turns. Like I, I was joking with one of my friends. I was like, I don't know if I actually started to feel better or if as a mom, you have no choice but to feel better. I mean, my husband was in bed literally all day one day, and I was just trying to do the best I could um, with parenting. To be quite honest, Netflix did a lot of the parenting for us um, over those <laughs> kind of 12 days of symptoms. And so we went and got the test. Getting the test here in Mexico is not easy. It's not cheap. I know some places in the States or other countries, you might have access to free tests. Here, it's not that way. So it was, you know, expensive, but both Walter and I got tested because we both had symptoms and we wanted to make sure. And then it took a few days to actually get the results. So we didn't get the results until Saturday. And between Wednesday and Saturday, from getting the test to waiting for our results, I lost my sense of smell and taste. And it was the most bizarre thing. Like I literally, I mean, I'm a coffee lover. I write about that. I talk about that. I post pictures of my coffee and... I just remember being so sad because we got tested on Wednesday that night. I was, we were both feeling awful Thursday morning. I woke up and, you know, made coffee and I was like, wait a minute, I can't smell my coffee beans. And I was like, Oh, it's, you know, probably nothing, just part of the cold or something. And then I grabbed the dishwasher detergent tablet tablets, you know, those things that smell so strong. And I hate the smell of chemicals. We've been using essential oils in our home for so many things now for five years that we hardly have any sort of commercial cleaning products. And these dishwasher tablets, they stink. I put my nose in the box and I couldn't smell a thing, which is bizarre. So I told a few friends and they said, well, try vinegar. Like you might be able to smell some vinegar. And I said, oh, okay, like I also don't like vinegar. I don't do salad dressing for the same reason. I can't stand the taste of vinegar. And I couldn't smell vinegar at all. And I literally, I handed it to our five-year-old and I was like, Max, can you smell this? He goes, oh, mommy, that's horrible. What is that? And so that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I can't smell anything. And you know, when you can't smell anything, you can't really taste anything. So anyways, things just went downhill from there. I was not feeling good, not able to really eat. I had no appetite. Nothing tasted like anything. It was like I was just noticing if something was hot or cold or what sort of texture it had. Um, and that symptom of not being able to smell or taste that lasted, for me, it was for six days. Walter, it only lasted two days. So it's very bizarre how coronavirus or COVID-19 really does affect every person differently, even when you're in the same house and, you know, you've been exposed to the same strand of the virus or whatever you want to call it. Um, it manifests differently in every single person. And so I, I say that because I want to be careful and make sure I'm not making it, making light of the situation. I know there's so many people right now 
in hospitals fighting for their lives. We know that Guadalajara and our state of Jalisco had the highest numbers this week, the highest numbers of death, the highest numbers of cases. Hospitals are filling up here. Um, so we're going to continue to see, you know, just how this virus is taking over. And we feel very, very fortunate that our cases were light. We didn't have to go to the hospital. More than anything, we just, you know, slept like, I don't know, we slept, I, I don't even know how many hours a day. It was insane. We're still sleeping a lot. Like as soon as we get our kids to bed, we're going to sleep because we're so tired. But thankfully we don't have symptoms anymore. We haven't had a fever. The body ache stopped. Um, we do cough every now and then, but it's not like it was a week ago. So we're so thankful that now after 18 days and so showing symptoms that we really do seem to be fine. Our kids ages two and five, they were asymptomatic the entire time. We know that they were obviously exposed to the virus because we're all in the same house, but thankfully they never showed any symptoms. They never had a fever. Um, they maybe had, you know, a runny nose a couple days, but I feel like it's pretty par for the course for kids. One thing that did scare us a little bit is that we, as soon as we tested positive and got our results back on Saturday, on Monday, we sent our nanny to get tested. It had been 13 days since we had been in contact with her, but, you know, she had been exposed to us and to our kids. And so we got her tested. Her results did come back positive. Um, we still have not seen her but she has also been completely asymptomatic and she lives with three sisters. They also, nobody has any symptoms right now. So we're just continuing to pray for her and for her sisters. They're all over the age of 60, just that they continue to remain uh, without symptoms. And we're definitely helping them out with um, groceries and food and doing what we can, because that's, that's what's hard about this is that you're stuck at home and you're in quarantine. And, you know, I was telling friends, I don't even know what, our children ate for a few days last week. Like, I don't even know what we did. I was literally in bed and got up to get a glass of water. Like, I don't even know, like, thank God our kids are fine. They're happy, they're healthy. Um, you know, they, it's kind of funny. Max asked one day, uh, mommy, is today Saturday again? Because in the past, in our normal life, the kids were only allowed to watch Netflix on Saturdays. And then all of a sudden, mommy and daddy are in bed for a week straight. And, you know, Max was kind of in charge. And <laughs> they were watching lots of Netflix. But, you know, you do what you do. And I'm just so thankful for that streaming service and keeping the kids occupied. So today's podcast is a little bit different. Normally, I am first and foremost a writer. I love to write out my ideas, my thoughts, make sure I have everything ready to go. Today, I'm just kind of talking off the cuff, just talking a little bit about our experience. And I wanted to bring up a few points too that I thought might be important for um, the listeners. So I talked a little bit about the symptoms and <laughs> the parenting strategies during COVID for better or worse as they were. But the other thing I just want to talk about is accepting help and being able to first tell people it was it's kind of a strange experience but you know it's almost I know this sounds weird but it's like we almost felt embarrassed to tell people that we had COVID-19 once we tested positive um because of course everyone you know the first question everybody asks you is well where'd you get it who gave it to you and <laughs> we literally we have no idea this virus is wild um 
as I said, the cases right now in our state are, you know, higher than they've been since March. Like it's, it was the highest week of cases. We have no idea. That testing center that we went to to get our test done, uh, we were able to go and we had to wait three hours to get a test, but we got it the same day. Now people are going and you, they give you a ticket number for like a day or two later. That's how inundated all these places are now to get uh, COVID tests. So we have no idea um, where we got it, how we picked it up. And that being said, it was amazing and almost overwhelming for us that as soon as we finally did say something on social media, like the outpour of support and the response of our community and friends and people showing up for us. Like I wrote about this and I just reflected on this. It seriously made us cry. Like I've cried so much over the last two weeks, but I wasn't crying every time because I thought we were dying. There were a few days where I didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, you start to wonder, you hear all these horror stories about this virus and how it's killing so many people around the world. And you can't help but wonder about your own mortality and like what's going to happen with your kids, what's going to happen with your husband, with your house, with, you know, life if you're suddenly not here anymore. And so you do have those questions in, you know, in between the um, drifting in and out of sleep, which, you know, I found myself for a few days unable to really get out of bed. I had no energy and everything hurt and I couldn't smell or taste. And so you, you wonder all of these things. But the point is, like, as soon as we said something, the community showed up and we had so much help and so many people wanting to bring us meals and send us money and, like, help in any way they could. Send us money for food, when I say that. But um, just show up in tangible ways, showing love. One day we got a surprise package at like 7.30 in the morning of coloring books and stuff for the kids because quite honestly, it's been hard having kids and trying to parent through being ill and not feeling well. And so little things like that, just being able to accept help. And also if you know of somebody who tests positive, show up for them, support them. We have friends right now who think they're positive, they're waiting for test results. And it's the same sort of thing. We're like, we are here, we wanna help you. It's hard, like it's hard when you're in a different country and you get sick. It's hard being in a different country when you get the thing that you were so desperately trying to avoid for a hundred days. So just be willing to um, ask for help and to accept help because it's something that has been such a blessing for us and we know that we can now share that blessing with others as other people you know are going to go through through this or through any sort of hardship i think just that idea of showing up is so important um and then kind of the last thing i want to talk about today i know this was a bit of a ramble all over the place but it's just really a reflection of our two weeks with covid so far and as we continue to rest and recover you know, it makes you think a lot. It really makes you think about your life. And at one point when I was feeling super, super sick, um, and that was the point when I was nervous. I, you know, I was like, okay, I can't smell or taste. I don't have my results yet, but this has to be COVID. And you start looking at WebMD and like Googling all of your symptoms and, you know, imagining the worst, like what is going to happen? What if this is it? 
And so in between the foggy drifting in and out of sleep, I wrote something and I thought I would share it with you here. And I just wrote, if this is it, it's true that when you're suddenly faced with the reality of your mortality, given a COVID result, you start to think differently about a lot of things. If this in-between time as we wait for results and feel sick and wonder how bad is this going to get, I've been thinking, so if this is it, how would I feel? What if this is my time? Would I be happy with how I lived, who I loved, what I left behind? Would there be unfinished business, unsaid words, conversations I never had? If my time is up, was the time I had here spent well? Were my worries justified? Was my anxiety worth it? Was the fear real? Did I speak up enough? Did I listen enough? I don't know the extent of the questions one asks when they come to the end. Many of us will not even get a chance or a moment to reflect when our time comes. But how are we living? How are we using our time? The precious time that we all crave more of. How are we spending our days? And are we going to be happy if this is it? And so I just want to leave you with that question. I know it's heavy, but I think, you know, it's kind of the soul of this podcast and of my blog and of my heart. I want to encourage you to never stop dreaming to make sure you say what you need to say, you listen when you need to listen, and you truly live your days with purpose. Loving others, that's what we're here for. And so I'm so thankful that we are on the mend, we're feeling better, life is starting to feel, you know, like we're picking up the pieces again, our kids are happy and healthy, and we hope that that continues. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Embrace the Musica. I have some great guest speakers lined up. Everything got pushed back a little bit because of COVID and just not feeling well. So thank you for your patience as I reschedule uh, the next few episodes with just some wonderful guest speakers um, really talking about the times and what's happening right now in this world we live in. If you are looking... Um, you know, for like what it might, what COVID might look like for you, please check out the blog, dominicdines.com slash blog, or, um, and look for the post on our COVID diaries. I'll link it below in the comments just to make sure that you can see what it's like, um, you know, or what it was like in our case. And we know that everybody's case is different, but I hope that um, today's episode and the blog can just encourage you a little bit. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.